0: Here, trying to help you. I'm here to give you what it took me 30 30 years in ministry to get. All right, now let's get into the Word of God today because we are talking about the church prayed for Paul. The church prayed for the Apostle Paul. Let's go back to Ephesians chapter 6. Now, I'm going to get into this today and we're going to dive in here. We're not going to get out until we're done. (laughs) Praise God. We got to get it today. Last last teaching, I got off a little sidetrack there, try to show you some things. Uh, but let's go right into God's word. Ephesians chapter 6, and we want to go to verse 18. Praying, Paul says, pray it always, with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. So so when you read the NIT, it said, pray in the spirit. Watching there unto with all perseverance and supplication in all for all saints. And Paul says, and for me, that utterance, that word utterance there means vision, it means wisdom, it means revelation. So Paul said, pray for me that revelation, vision, wisdom, utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Paul is letting us know, how, how, I'm, how am I gonna be able to make known the mystery of the gospel if I don't have the understanding that I need. Well, how, how is God going to get that prayer? So when I show you the other part where we get there, I'm going to show you that's what Paul prayed for the church. He prayed that God would give them the spirit of understanding, the spirit of wisdom. So you have to be able to pray for your leader so God would give them the spirit of wisdom and knowledge of understanding so they can understand the word. That's what the church have to do. That's why God gave you the spirit so you can know the things of God. Amen. Uh, All right, and and Paul says, and verse 19, Ephesians 6, 19, and for me that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. And then it says in verse 20, for which I am an ambassador in bond. Otherwise, he said, I'm still in prison. I'm still in these chains. That's what he said in the NLT. I'm still in, in prison, I'm still in these chains. And he says, but pray for me that I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. So God, just think about that, how the church had to pray for Paul so he could minister the gospel. Let me go back to Acts and show you that in Acts chapter 26, 22, I'm sorry. Let's go back to Acts chapter 26. We're going to show you that God gave the apostle Paul uh the word, but you got to understand how you going to be able to get the understanding. I have to teach you twice on Sunday. I have to teach you uh, everything Bible classes that we have, Bible classes. I teach you twice on Sunday. I have, to, I have to do funerals. I have to do weddings. How am I going to be able to do that? I got to minister to people. I got to counsel people. See, how, see you got to pray for your pastor, pray for your leaders, your elders, pray for the people of the church. The, you know, those who are weak in the faith, pray, pray for the body of Christ. There are a lot of people going through some things right now. Amen, a lot of us. But we got to pray. That's what we got to do. That's how we can help by prayer. All right, so Acts chapter 22, we see the apostle Paul, God gave him the vision. In verse number 14, Acts twenty-two fourteen, 14, and Ananias said to him, The God of our father has chosen you, Paul, that you should know his will. Well, that's the vision that you should know his will. Now, God had Paul to know his will, but for us, we have to understand what God gave the apostle Paul. Well, how are we going to understand it? The church got to pray for their leadership so we can understand what God gave the apostle Paul. See, he's already given it, but we got to understand it. In verse 14 again, Acts twenty two fourteen, and he said, The God of our Father has chosen thee that thou should know his will, and that thou shalt see that just one, and thou shalt hear the words, the voice of his mouth, thou shalt be his witness unto all men what thou hast seen and heard. All right, now, let's go, let's go show you this, that Paul requested prayer. Let's go and show you that Paul requested prayer. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter one. Let's go to work. 2 Corinthians chapter number one. All through God's word. We're gonna start verse eight. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 8. Paul said, we would not, brothers, have you ignorant of our trouble, which came to us in Asia. Watch what he said, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, and so much that we despaired even of life. We have the sentence of death in ourselves. That we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who's raised to the dead. Watch what he says. Who delivered us from so great a death. Now, Paul is telling the church that God delivered him. But we're gonna show you the reason why God delivered Paul is because the church was praying for him. See, I'm gonna show you in the word of God how you how the church operates. How does the, the body of Christ operate? The body of Christ operate because the church prays for the leadership and the leadership prays for the body. That's how the church operates. That's very important what I just got through saying. My job is to minister the word to you. Your job is to minister back to me in prayer and support of the ministry. See, we are helpers of one another, Joy. Watch what it says. Who delivered us? We read in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. Who delivered us from so great a death and does deliver, in whom we trust, Paul says, that he will yet deliver us. But watch how he did it. In verse number 11, you also helping together, you also helping. Wait a minute, how in the world are people helping God? To deliver, the, to deliver Paul. You also happen together by prayer for us. The church is helping Paul by prayer. See, you got a lot of people in the church, they don't, they don't think they can help do anything. You can if you pray, but you got to have a spirit to pray. So he says in verse 11, you also happen together by prayer for us, that for the gift bestowed up on us by the means of by any person, thanks be to God, be given to, by, by many on our behalf. These people prayed for, prayed for the Apostle Paul. Let, let me show you another one. Look at Romans 12, 12 and 12. Let's just go right through the word. Romans chapter 12. Watch what God says to Paul to do. Romans chapter 12 and verse 12. Romans 12, 12. Rejoice in hope. Romans chapter 12 in verse 12. Watch what Paul say. Rejoice in hope. Patient in tribulation. Continuing instant in prayer. All through the word of God, he continued to say to the church, but don't forget to continue in prayer. Look at Philippians chapter 1, verse 18. Philippians chapter 1, and verse 18. All through the word of God, he's reminding the church to pray. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 18. You want to know what you could do for the church? Pray. Philippians chapter 1 verse 18. What then Paul said? Notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached and therein I do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. Watch what he says. I I know that this shall turn to my salvation. Wait a minute. What Paul's salvation have to do with the church? Paul said, I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayers. I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayers. Not only that, through their prayer and the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ. I know, Paul says, that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayers and the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ. Isn't that honest? Isn't that honest? And then in verse 20 he says, According to my honest expectation and my hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ, to, to die is gain. Watch, what, watch this same thing I did in We're looking at verse number 18. Philippians 1, 18. This this word is just so good. See, if you you understand what prayer does, you'll know what to do. Philippians chapter 1 and verse number 18. Philippians chapter 1 and verse number 18. We're just going to read a couple of verses here. Uh, Matter of fact, I'm going to start back in, if, if I could, back in verse 15. Philippians 1, 15. I'm reading out the NLT. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 15, out of the NLT. Paul said, it's true that some are preaching out jealousy and rivalry. Others preach about Christ with pure motives. They preach because they love me. For they know, remember, they preach because they love me. For they know I have been appointed to defend the good news. Those others do not have pure motives as they preach about Christ. They preach with selfish ambition, not sincerity, intending to make my chains, he wearing chains in prison, intending to make my chains more painful to me. But that doesn't matter, Powell said. That doesn't matter whether their motives are false or genuine. The message about Christ is being preached either way. So I rejoice, and I will continue to rejoice. Watch what it says in verse 19. I know that as you pray for me, and the Spirit of Jesus Christ helps me. Wait a minute. You are praying for me, and the Spirit of Jesus Christ helping me. Wait a minute. If, how am I going to have the Spirit of Christ helping the church? See, when I'm, I'm doing my job, I'm ministering the Word of God to the church, and I'm praying for the church. Now what happened? The Holy Spirit helped the church. Let's reverse it. As you pray for your pastor, the Holy Ghost helped your pastor. See, watch what it says. It says in verse number 19, I know that as you pray for me, what happened if the church ain't praying? I know that as you pray for me, and the Spirit of Jesus Christ helps me, this would lead to my deliverance is that awesome or what? Yeah. Paul how was Paul delivered from evil men because the church was praying for him so Paul once again in, in NLT Philippians 1 19 says I know that as you pray for me and the spirit of Jesus Christ helps me this will lead to my deliverance so you need to always pray for your leaders it's, a, it's an awesome it's an awesome thing to make sure you pray for those people that God has put in your life. All right, now, let's move on. That was Philippians chapter 1, uh, verse 18 and verse 19. But I got, I got a lot, I got a lot, because I got. A, we're going to read that down to verse 21. I'm sorry. Uh, let's keep reading. Verse 20. Read out the NLT, Philippians 1, 20. I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed but, I, but that I will continue to be bold for Christ as I have been in the past. And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ whether I live or die. For to me, living means living for Christ. Dying is even better, praise God. That's, that's Paul's testimony, all right? Now, let's, let's move on because I got a lot of things to show you about prayer. Let's go to now Philippians 4, 6 and 7. We're still reading out the NNT. Philippians chapter 4, just two verses, verse 6 and verse 7. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Now, the first thing he's going to tell you out the NLT in Philippians chapter 4 is don't worry about anything. Somebody ought to hear me this morning. Don't worry about anything. See, that's what prayer is about. You got to pray. Don't worry about anything. Somebody need to send that down the line to somebody this morning. Going through something on your job. Going through something. Don't worry about anything. God already told us how to get it done. Pray. Philippians chapter number 4 and verse 6 said, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Come on. Pray about everything. What are you going through right now? Pray about that. See, whatever comes up in your life is what you need to pray about. Talk to God about it. See, God can't take over until you pray. Let me say that again. Whatever you're going through is in your hands. God can't take it over until you pray. When you pray, you roll your chaos over on the Lord. That's what prayer does. Prayer, you roll your calves. That's why I, uh, the, the, the word of God told you out in Psalm 55, verse 22, casting your cares on the Lord, he cares for you. So that's what you got to do. Roll your calves over on the Lord. When do you do that? When you pray. Let me say it again. When you pray, you turn your cares over to the Lord. Let me come to this camera over here. When you pray, you turn your cares over to the Lord. See, what happened? you hear people say, oh, I'm stressed out, I'm depressed, I'm good. Listen, you don't want to go through that. You're supposed to turn those things over to the Lord. Talk to the Lord about them and leave them alone and let him work it out. And then we come back to the song, minister, hey, minister this morning, I will trust in the Lord. So now you're trusting the Lord. What? for All those prayers to be answered. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 again, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. And then thank him for all that he has done. Don't forget to do this. A lot of people tell God all about it and they get up and go about their business. No, 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 no. Before you get up, thank God. Thank God for all your prayers answered. Well, pastor, you haven't seen none yet. That's the whole thing. Tell God and then thank him for what he has done. Then the Bible said, then you will experience God's peace, which exceed anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. So that's what you do. You pray. You experience God's peace. I I, I did a teaching years and years ago on peace. Peace is God's confirmation. When God has done something that you're praying about, you always sense the spirit of peace. As a matter of fact, it'll be so peaceful, you can't even even cry about it no more. You can't get mad about it no more. I mean, you you don't even want to pray about it no more because the peace of God is your confirmation. All right, now, let's move on. Now, let's go to Philemon. Now, Philemon... It's a book written by the Apostle Paul. I just want to look at verse 22. It's after, it's after Titus, and this young man's in prison, but I just want to read verse 22. It was the epistle of Paul to Philemon. Verse 22, I just want to read what he did. i do the first part next week. This right now, I want to get this done. Verse 22 says, But withal, prepare me a lodging, for I trust, watch what Paul said, that through your prayers I should be given to you. Wait a minute. Paul says, I trust that through your prayers. I'm going to read that out in the NLT also. Let's go to the NLT. We're going to look at, right after the book of Titus, you got Philemon. Watch what Paul says in verse 22. See, he's talking about he was going to come to them. But how how was he going to be? Remember, Paul was traveling through the seas, uh, through the waters and ships, and there was all kind of dangers. But well, watch what he says at the NLT, Philemon, verse 22. One more thing. Please prepare a guest room for me, for I'm hoping that God would answer your prayers. Isn't that simple? Philemon, verse 22 out the NLT. Okay, we want to make sure we show that on the screen if you get a chance. Philemon, verse number 22. I trust I'm hoping that God will answer your prayers and let me return to you soon. Listen to what he says. He said, look, one more thing. One more thing. Please prepare a great room, a guest room for me, for I'm hoping that God will answer your prayers and let me return to you soon. Isn't that something? They was praying for Paul to come, and he said, I pray that God answer your prayer. Isn't that something? Even Paul would be able to move back and forward Through the prayers of the church. That's why I'm talking about the church prayed for the Apostle Paul. Let me go to Romans chapter 15. Oh, this is so good. Romans 15, 29. We're going back to the King James Version. Romans 15, 29. The book of Romans chapter 15 and verse 29. What a mighty God we serve. Now we're going to read that down to verse 33. Romans chapter 15, And verse 29, we're going to read that down to verse number 33. Verse 29 says, And I am sure that when I come to you, I will come in the fullness of the blessings of the gospel of Christ. Now watch what he's going to say in verse 30. I beseech you, brothers, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit that you, watch what he saying, strive together with me, work with me, labor with me, be helper, be a helper with me in your prayers to God for us. Watch what he says now. Let's read that again. Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit that you strive together with me. He's talking about working with him, laboring with him, striving together with him in your prayers to God for us. How does the church work with the pastor in prayer? You want to work with Pastor Crump? Pray. Be a person of prayer every day. Pray for me. I let me pray for you daily. You pray for me daily. And then tell God what you're praying about. You want to make sure your pastor got the word for you every Sunday. All right. Watch what Paul says. In verse number 31. We move it on. We'll read Romans 15, 31. So he told them to pray for them. Pray. pray Pray for him. Then he said, that. then he gonna tell him why. Number one, that I may be delivered from them that do not believe in Judea. Well, how was God delivering Paul from the unbeliever? Church was praying. How does God deliver your pastor out of so many different things he gotta go through in the daytime, nighttime? Because you praying for me. Well, how do God deliver you? Because I'm praying for you. See, that's what we have to do as a church. We can't sit around and point the finger. That I may be delivered, Paul said, from them that do not believe in Judea. That's just one. Then he said, pray that my service, which I have in Jerusalem, may be accepted of the Jews. He was taking up monies to give to the Jews. He said, pray that they are accepted. And then in verse 32, pray that I may come to you with joy by the will of God. Remember he was talking about that I may be able to get to you. He said because and may with you be refreshed. So he, to, for him to get from where he was to get to them, he got to come through a lot of violent men. So he reminded the church to pray for him. Pray for It's an awesome thing. This book is just so full of how God moves uh, the body of Christ around. We get around by prayer. When you do something, you tell people it happened by prayer. Verse 32 again, that I may come to you with joy by the will of God and may be refreshed. Now the God of peace is with you all. Amen. So you listen to this. You'll hear, you hear how the Lord ministers to the church. Let's go to Acts chapter 16. In Acts chapter 16, th- this, this is so awesome. Here's, a, here's I'm going to show you how Paul was getting around. Acts chapter 16 And we're going to go to verse 5. Acts chapter 16. I'm going to stay with the King James Version. Acts chapter 16 and verse 5. Now this is an awesome thing because how did Paul know where to go to next? we ask you a question. How did Paul know where to go to next? If Paul was in one city, he had to go to another city. He had seven churches. How did he know what church to go to? All the different churches, he had to care to all the churches. How did he know where to go to? How did he know where to start a church at? Because he had people praying for him. He led by the Spirit. When you're led by the Spirit, you got somebody praying for you. This is so real. We look at Acts 16, verse 5. Watch Watch what Paul says. Now... Timothy now, John, the Apostle Paul, the first four verses. Now, so were the churches established in the faith. We'll read Acts 16, 5. The churches now, established in the faith, increase in number daily. Now you got all these people growing. How are you going to minister to the church, pastor? You got to know how to pray. You got to know how to pray in the spirit. You got to know how to pray in understanding. The Holy Ghost will direct your steps. Look what it says, verse 5. And so the church established in the faith and increased in number daily. Verse 6. Now, when they had gone to Phrygia and the regions of Galatia, watch what it says. They were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. Here's Apostle Paul. He's traveling. All of a sudden he says, let me go over to Asia and preach the gospel over there. God, the Holy Ghost said, no, 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 no. no. So he has to tell the people, no, 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 put the sails back up. We're not stopping nature. Paul, what's going on? Spirit of God don't want us to go there. All right, let's go to verse 7. And they will come to Miser. They will say to go to Bithynia. But the Spirit suffered them not. Now, how is this man being led by the Spirit? He had the church on their face before God, walking, praying in the Spirit before God, to direct the apostle Paul to where he got to go next. The church is praying. The Holy Ghost is showing Paul where to go. See, a church can turn around and say, well, we ain't getting the word. Maybe the church is not praying. I know people praise for me in this house because God gave me the word. So you got to understand, when the church don't have the word, it's because the people are not praying. And the people not praying, that pastor about to pray if he's going to get some word from God. You're not going to get any word from God until somebody pray. So you got to get the praying up in there. Watch what it says. Hallelujah. After they will come to Mysia, verse 7, they were to the saved to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. Let's show you why. In verse 8, and they passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas. And in a vision... Appeal to Paul in the night. There stood a man on Macedonia. Paul saw a man in Macedonia in a vision. Paul was like, Lord, why you don't want me to go to Asia? Lord, why don't you want me to go to Misa, Bithynia? That night Paul had a dream. God showed Paul a man praying in Macedonia. And he heard what the man was asking. You tell me this this stuff ain't real or what here. Watch what I said. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night there stood a man of Macedonia praying him. He saw a man praying. What was he saying, Paul? Come over into Macedonia and help us. Good God Almighty. This man, Paul was able to... See, in a vision, a man's in Macedonia praying, come over in Macedonia and help us. Come over in Macedonia and help us. And Paul said, well, we got to go to Macedonia, brothers. How you know we're going to go to Macedonia? The Holy Ghost already showed me, guys. All sails up, Macedonia, here we come. How did he know what to do? I want to read that same thing out the NLT. Let's read that same thing. We're going to go to Acts chapter number 16 and verse 5. Oh, this stuff is good, man. This is real. This is what I tell people. You got to pray. You got to pray. I hear people say, why, Pastor, don't preach so and so? Why, Pastor, pray. Pray. See, if you'll pray, God has shown me what to preach, and he does. But if you ask him for the wrong thing, he won't tell me. God gonna only give me what he wants me to have, that, but you gotta pray. All right, Acts chapter 16, verse 5. I'm gonna read and start of verse 5. That's where I am. Here we go. Acts 16, 5. So the churches were strengthened in their faith, and they grew larger every day. Now here's Paul. He's ministering to these churches, and they're getting larger and larger. But what do you go next? Here he go next. Verse 6 says. Next, Paul and Silas traveled through the areas of Phrygia and Galatia because of the Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. Now, remember, he went to Galatia, but right now, God told me to pass on by. He had somewhere else to go. Then, coming to the border of Mysia, they headed up north for the province of Bithynia. But again, the Spirit of Jesus... The spirit of Christ did not allow them to go there. <laughs> the spirit of Jesus Christ did not allow them to go there. So instead, they went on through mysia to, to the seas of Troas, seaport. Now they're over in Troas. Watch what God does. That night, verse 9, Paul had a vision. A man from Macedonia, watch this, in northern Greece, Greece, here's a man over in Greece, was standing up, pleading with Paul, come over to Macedonia and help us. Wait a minute. We've been all the way up until Asia, and you over in Greece, come over and help us. Paul said, we gotta go, boys. Watch this. That night, Paul had a vision. a man from Macedonia, in northern Greece was standing up there, pleading with him, come over to Macedonia and help us. So we decided to leave for Macedonia at once. Now he sailed to Macedonia, having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news in Macedonia. See in the new covenant, God calls you. Old covenant, you called on the name of the Lord. Make sure you get this morning's tape. Because you believe in Romans 10, 9, and 10, whoever called on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's not how you're saving the new covenant. In the new covenant, God calls you, okay? Now, let's move on, because I, I promise you I'm going to give you this. Let's show you why God sent Peter to Cornelia's house. How did he know? How did Peter know to go to, go to Cornelia's house? Back up to Acts chapter 10. See, this Bible is just filled with good stuff. We're going to go all the way down to verse 29. Acts chapter 10, verse 29. How did Peter know to go to Cornelia's house? Let's start with verse 28, guys. Acts chapter 10, verse 28. We're reading whichever one you put up there. Let's go to, we're in the King James. We'll stay there if you're in the good news. I mean, said at NLT we go there. But that's Acts chapter 10. And verse twenty nine. Okay, we'll do we'll do that. Okay, which one you got up there? Well, yeah, you you got a good news. I mean, say I'm sorry. NLT, I'm sorry. Verse twenty eight. Verse twenty eight. You got therefore up there. Let me make sure my Bible said therefore Acts ten, twenty eight. First, and he said unto them, it's what you got now, that's King James. I see. therefore, what is that? I'm not doing good news today, so we're not going there. we just NLT and the King James, so whichever one you got. Uh, Acts chapter 10, verse 28. And he said unto them, King James, you know that it is an unlawful thing for a man that's a Jew to keep company or come to one of another nation. But God has showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Therefore, therefore I came unto you, Paul, Peter said to him. I came to you without gainsaying, as soon as I was sent for. I asked, therefore, what intent you have sent for me. I mean, why did, why did you send for me to come to you? You know I'm a Jew and i do not supposed to come under your tent. I'm going to tell you why. Because Cornelia's been praying. Hallelujah. Because Cornelia's been praying. See, you got to understand how this thing works. If you're going to get something done in the body of Christ, you got to learn how to pray. Watch this. In verse number 29. Therefore I came out of you with gainsaying. As soon as I was sent for, I asked therefore for what intent you have sent for me. And Cornelius said, four days, ago, the, hour, four, four days ago, I was fasted until this hour, until the ninth hour, from the four days ago, I was fasted until this hour, to the ninth hour. I prayed in my house, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing that we believe was an angel. Here it is, a man stand before me, he said to me, Cornelius, your prayer is heard. My God Almighty. My God Almighty. Your prayer is heard. Your arms are had in remembers in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa. Call Simon, whose surname is Peter. He's lod- told him where he was. He's lodging in the house of Simon the Tanner. By the seaside, who when he cometh shall speak unto thee. And the Bible says, Immediately therefore I sent, sent for you, Peter, and that thou hast well done that are come. Now therefore, we are all here, present before God, to hear all the things that are coming, all things that are commanded thee of God. Then watch what Peter gonna do. Peter gonna begin to preach the same thing he preached, Acts chapter 2. Peter going to say, then Peter opened his mouth and said of a truth, I perceive that God is no respect of persons. But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness, you know, that's the, you know that's the law because he worketh righteousness. He worketh righteousness is accepted. Remember, I, we have the gift of righteousness. And the gospel of the kingdom is the word of righteousness. We have the gift of righteousness. Law is the works of righteousness. All right? But in every nation, he that fear of him and worketh. See, that's law. Worketh righteousness is accepted with him. The word was God sent to the children of Israel. See? Preaching peace. Remember? Preaching peace. The gospel of the kingdom. Romans, Romans chapter 10. That's what he did. He preached peace. For he's Lord of all. See, they mess it with Jesus Christ as Lord. You confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe that God raised Jesus from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's the gospel of the kingdom. Romans chapter 10. The word which God say you right there. You don't have to believe me. That's Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. The word that God sent to the children of Israel, preaching what? Peace by Jesus Christ. He's Lord of all. Lord, Lord of all. That word I say you know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism with John the priest. That's why that was called the gospel of the kingdom. Let me show it to you back there in Romans again while we're on it. I gave it to you this morning, Romans chapter 10. That's why that gospel was called the, the gospel of the kingdom. Romans chapter 10 and verse... 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, verse 8 says, but what says it? Verse 8, Romans 10 and 8 out of the King James, Romans 10 and 8. It says, but what says it? There it is. The word is not thee, even in our mouth and in our heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, watch what it says, thou shalt be saved. Remember that's not salvation that shall be delivered. All right? Shall be saved. Delivered. For with the heart man believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth confessions made unto salvation, but the righteousness they believe unto is the righteousness of faith. Remember that. Our righteousness is Christ. All right, verse 11. For the scripture says, Whoso believeth on him, whatsoever this shall not be ashamed. Verse 12. There is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. The same Lord over all, same Lord, over all This written and all that, watch this, that call upon him. You're not saved by calling upon him. Whosoever shall call in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Remember, you're not saved by calling the Lord and under the dispensation of grace, God called you to salvation. You're called by the gospel. He called you. Many are called. Romans 8.28. One of the favorite verses of the scripture of the church. Can you quote Romans 828? Romans chapter 8, verse 20. Now we know what? All things work together for good to them that love God, them who are the called. See, we are the called, of course. See, in the old covenant, how you know? Because you called on the Lord to be saved. Now, you can follow that all the way back into the Old Covenant. Psalm, they called on the Lord, whoever called on the Lord. You don't call on the Lord to be saved now. God called you to salvation. You have to hear his call, the gospel, and believe it and receive it. All right? So Romans chapter 10, it says, and thou shalt be saved. But if you hear that in verse 13, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him? Remember, call on him in whom they have not believed. And how shall they believe in whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they, how, and how shall they preach except they be sent? As is written, how beautiful, here it is, how beautiful to them are the feet of them who preach preached the gospel of peace. Remember, the gospel of peace is the gospel of the kingdom. I told you that this morning. And bring glad tidings of good things. Watch what I read to you in Acts chapter 10. Can we go back to Acts chapter 10, King James again? Showed you the gospel of peace. Acts 10, 15, Romans 10, 15. Talk about the gospel of peace. See, if you just follow the word, I'm not going to lie to you. These things I had to learn because I thought you were saved by Romans 10, 9, and 10. You're not. I'm waiting on the scripture. Acts chapter 10 and verse 36 and 37, just two verses. That's the two verses. There it is. It says, the word was God sent to the children of Israel. Here it is, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He's Lord of all. God did not send that word to the body of Christ. He sent it to the Gentiles. Isn't that awesome? See, it shows it to you in the word of God. You study the word of God, it's sure it to you. That's why in that verse, Acts chapter 10, see a mark in my Bible, Acts 10, 15. God sent that word to the Gentiles. I'm sorry, I'm still saying 10, 15. Uh, 10, 36, I'm sorry. 36, that's 36 and 37. He sent to the children of Israel. He sent to the children of Israel. See, that's what you need to bargain about. He sent to Israel. Let's read it again. Acts chapter 10, verse 36 and 37. The word of God which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace. By Jesus Christ, he's Lord of all. See, God did not send that word to the body of Christ. Paul preached the gospel of Christ, totally different. He preached the cross. Then it says in verse 37, that word, I say you know, which was published throughout all Judea, Judea, Jews, and began from Galilee after the baptism was John preached. And we know what God gave them after the baptism was John preached. He gave them the gospel of the kingdom. We know that in, in Luke 16, 16. Let's show you that. Let's go back and show it to them. Luke 16 and 16. Whatever you're in, whatever Bible you're reading, it's okay with me. But Acts 16, 16, I'm reading out the King James Version. It said, The law and the prophets were unto John. That's Luke 16, 16. So you know what God gave them after the law and the prophets. The law and the prophets were unto John. Since that time, see, John preached the baptism. A repentant. But here Jesus came. He said the Lord and the prophet to John. John preached the baptism repentance. But since that time the kingdom of God is preached unto every and every man pressed into it. Now the now the gospel that was preached by Jesus Christ was the gospel of the kingdom. It was called the gospel of peace. Alright, let's move on. That's not my point. I gave you that this morning. Alright. Now, why did God send Peter to the Cornelius house? <laughs> Oh, God, let's go back there. Acts chapter 10, we have to go down to verse 35. We was reading Acts chapter 10. But all. I read verse 35 and 36. That's where I was going. Good. That's what I wanted. All right. Acts chapter 10. All right. Now, Now let's go. I'm sorry. Let's go to Acts 12 now, 1 through 5. Acts chapter 12, verse 1 through 5. I got about 10 minutes. Acts chapter 12, 1 through 5. We're waiting on you. We're in Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 12, 1 through 5. We're reading out the King James. We're going to read 1 through 5, then 11 through 17. Now, my question is how was Peter delivered from prison? How was Peter delivered from prison? One word prayer. See, that's why you got to pray. Deliverance comes through prayer. Let me say it again. Deliverance comes through prayer. How is a man delivered? So you got people not saved, but they need to be delivered. You got people who are saved need to be delivered. How is it going to happen? You got to pray. So you want to see your loved one saved. You got to pray. You can't just say, well, Jesus already died. Yeah, he died, buried and raised again from the dead. Salvation is already prepared for them. But they don't want to hear it. What do you need to do? You need to pray that they will hear the word of truth. And believe. See, that's what we got to do. We got to pray. You got unbelieving brothers and sisters, they're not saved, you got to pray for them. And then God will convict their heart, convince their hearts, so they'll hear and believe the gospel. God will convict their heart, they'll go to church with you. Oh, I'm going to church with your son, auntie. I'm going to church with They don't know why. But God spoke to their heart. Now, don't take them somewhere where they're going to end up hearing the wrong thing. They'll never go again. That's what you got to do. You got to make sure you have the right church so when you you take somebody, they can hear the gospel. I'm talking about the cross. All right, let's go to Acts chapter 12. And we're going to read verse 1. Uh, Now about that time, we're in the King James. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. Now, here he come into the church to kill folk. He's going to get James out of here. And, and he kills James. Th- this is what Herod's doing, the king. He killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Cut his head off. And the Bible says, because he saw it please the Jews, he proceeded to take Peter also. But there were the days of unleavened bread. What that mean? The church was already at prayer. And when he had apprehended him, now he went and got Peter, put him in prison. The Bible says put him in prison, delivered him into four quaternions of soldiers. That means you had round the clock guards keeping Peter. They had four quaternions of soldiers intended after Easter to bring him forth to the people. They were going to cut Peter's head off also. Well, how is God going to deliver his man? How is God going to deliver his man? He got the church praying. That's how God is going to deliver his man. Watch this. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison but prayer. Oh, hallelujah. Peter was kept in prison but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. The church began to turn into their secret weapon. Remember I told you last week, we got a secret weapon. We got the weapons of our warfare, not cornered. It's mighty through God to the pulling down of the stronghold, casting down imagination, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And having a readiness to revenge all disobedience when our obedience has been fulfilled. It's an awesome thing to know that you're in Christ and God has given you authority in the blood of Jesus Christ, your Savior. You've been given authority. You're a child of the living God. Acts chapter 12. King got God's man in prison. Waiting for after Easter to cut his head off. Well, let's see what's going to do. Let's go, let's go to work. What is God going to do about it? God can't do nothing until the church pray. Watch what happened. Thank God for a church that'll pray. Hallelujah. Verse 11. That's what we want to go to. We're, going, we're already done verse 5. The church prayed. We're in verse 11. Acts chapter 12, verse 11. Here we go. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel. I'm not able to read all this stuff. The angel went into the prison, you know. Well, let's go on to verse 6. Go back to verse 6. We we just read this on out. We don't get nowhere else. Go back to verse 6. Acts chapter 12, verse 6. King James. Here we go. When Herod would have brought him forth, the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, Bound with two chains. Keeper before the door kept the prison. I mean, he was completely surrounded. We got him. We got him. But behold, an angel of the Lord came upon him. Here we go. This is what happened when you pray. God releases his spiritual weapons. Behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him and a light shined in the prison. He smote Pete on the side. And this is what he said to Peter. Rise up. Arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hand. Do you hear what I'm telling you? This is why the church got to pray. God got spiritual weapons. Tell me what God can't do. Watch what happened. Chains fell off his hand. Verse 8. Acts 12, 8, and the angel said to him, gird thyself, bind on your sandals." So he did. He said to him, cast your garment about thee and follow me. We get ready to walk out of here. Wait a minute, I got soldiers all the way around me. Don't worry about them, you just follow me. And he went out and he followed him and wished not that it was true, which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. And when they was past the first war, Peter walking past him, He see all those soldiers standing with swords. Then he walked through the iron gate that led out of the city, was opening them by his own accord. Look at God. And they went out and they passed on through the street forthwith the angel departed from him. Walked them all the way out in the street. It's okay now, you're free. You know where to go from here. Where are you going? He's going to prayer. The angel departed from him. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, now I know. I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and delivered him out of the hands of Herod for the expectation of the people of the Jew. God sent deliverance Amen. because the church prayed. That's why the Bible says you don't have because you don't pray. You don't have because you don't act me. You don't have because you don't pray. People just want things to happen. Things don't just happen. Things happen when you pray. Come on, tell somebody that. Things happen when you pray. God sent an angel. Delivered Peter out of the hands of the enemy because the church was praying. I'm not done. I'm not done. The Bible said in verse number 12, when he considered, when he considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. Peter came out of the prison. <coughs> excuse me. And went to the house where they were praying. As Peter knocked on the door of the gate, a damsel came to harken named Rhoda. And when she saw, when she knew Peter's voice, the Bible says, she opened not the gate for gladness. But she ran and she told, told the people, Peter, Peter's at the gate. Hey, hey, all of you in prayer meeting this morning, listen, Peter is at the gate. Oh, nobody believe me. Peter ain't in jail no more, mama. Peter is at the gate. Said, girl, that's his angel. Watch what they're going to, they're not going to believe it. Verse 15, said so they said to her, you mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then they says, girl, you had saw angel. Verse 16, Peter kept on knocking. He outside at the gate waiting to get in. And when they opened the door, they saw it was Peter, they were astonished. But Peter beckoned unto them with his hands to hold your peace. I got something to tell you. I will need to tell you how the Lord has brought me out of the prison. And he said, go show these things to James, to the brethren." He departed and went to another place. He said, you don't understand why y'all was in here praying. God sent an angel to my cell. God sent an angel to the prison that I was in. And when he came to me, he told me to rise, and when he smote me on my side, my chains fell off my hand, chains fell off my feet. He told me to put on your sandals, throw your robe over your shoulder, follow me. And he walked out of that prison, and I saw all those people around with staves and knives, and, but they couldn't even move. He just said, follow me. And as I was following him, doors was open. Prison door would open. He walked me out in the street and said, Now go. And I came to this house where y'all at, where y'all been praying. Don't tell me God won't hear your prayer. You gotta pray. Pray for your pastor. Pray for your people in the church. Pray for the body of Christ. Pray for the unsaved folk. How is God gonna set them free? How is God gonna deliver them? How is God gonna heal people? How is God going to work in your house? How is God going to work on your behalf? Pastor, I got this interview for this new job coming up. Pray. Talk to God about it. He got folks working in that position. Pastor, I need some things done in my life. Pray. I need some things done in my body. Pray. Everything by prayer. Why don't you pray? My time is already gone again. Oh, my God, my God. What a mighty God we serve. No wonder Paul reminded the church to pray for him. This is the door of faith ministers, and the door of faith is open unto you. And the reason this door was open is because of the church praying. Let's get our Bible. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Because this is what it's all about. You got to know Christ. Died on the cross, buried and, got, and raised again from the dead. I know a lot of folk out there think I'm wrong, but I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. Don't you be believing the wrong gospel. You believe in Romans 10, 9 and 10, you are believing the gospel of the kingdom for your salvation. You cannot be saved by the gospel of the kingdom. Romans 1, 16 said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Not the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. That's how you say. 1 Corinthians 15 is where I am right now. 1 Corinthians 15. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, Paul says, which also you have received and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you. Unless you believe in vain, I will deliver to you first of all that which I also received: how Christ died for our sins, according to the Scripture, and that He was buried, and that God raised Him from the dead, the third day, according to the Scripture. This is how you say you have to be saved by the cross. The cross takes all the work of your salvation. It's not what you do; it's what He did for you to be saved. He died for your sins, was buried, and God raised Him from the dead put your faith in Christ death, in resurrection you will be okay alright God bless you my time is thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode if you're listening on iTunes be sure to give us a 5 star rating also be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org That's www.mydoorfaith.org